What has man accomplished that would make him say, look at what I have created? I am reminded of a joke. A scientist impudently challenged God, stating that he could create man without God's help. God asked the scientist how he intended to accomplish this feat. The scientist smugly replied, First, I'll get a little dirt. Whoa, interrupts God. Get your own dirt. In pursuit of invention, man uses what God has made, yet many refuse to acknowledge the Creator who made it. Biomimicry is foundational to the world's invention industry. Consider the Internet and artificial intelligence and its effort to mimic the self-replicating human brain. Neurologists have concluded that the neural connectivity of one human brain matches the connectivity of the entire World Wide Web. Truly, Ecclesiastes 1, 9 through 10 is accurate. Accurate, excuse me. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, See, this is new? It hath been already of old time which was before us. This God, the creator of the Bible, so loved this world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to reconcile the lost souls of the sons of Adam unto himself. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This salvation happens at a place Jesus rightly calls born again. Jesus Christ willingly shed his sinless blood to cleanse us of all sin and shame and to set our captive souls free from the chokehold of Satan, their tormentor, once and for all, even for all eternity. Have you been born again, most literally born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Will today be the day your new glorious beginning begins? No matter how ugly your circumstances, God's Savior is more than sufficient to save and to cleanse you from the inside out. Romans chapter 5, 20 and 21, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound, that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Let today be the marvel of all your marvels. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions, an immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, John chapter 10, verse 1, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief, and a robber. God said, Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. God said, Isaiah fourteen thirteen through 15, For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit.
Man said, The great halls of education and science, that's where I'll find my God. If I don't know the answer, I'll just ask my phone. Now the record. Carnal man is in a reprobate state. He labors under strong delusion, and Satan has blinded his eyes in darkness. God defines this perilous problem in Romans 1, verse 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Consider the days that we live in as you read 2 Thessalonians 2, 11 and 12, and for this cause... God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Because of the spirit of the deceivableness of unrighteousness, because of unbelief, man has been blinded. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Man's deadly dilemma began in the Garden of Eden just over 6,000 years ago, when in an act of unbelief and disobedience, our mother Eve ate of the forbidden fruit that hung from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Eve's reasoning is outlined in Genesis 3, 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Of Eve's three rationales to disregard God's word, this short series will focus on number three, a tree to be desired to make one wise. It is a surprise when one first realizes that Adam and Eve's evil deeds are inherited by all their children in the form of their carnal nature. We were spiritually stillborn. Ephesians 2.1, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. The old axiom is true like mother, like daughter, like father, like son. It should also be no surprise, then, that central to God's plan of salvation is the necessity of being born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God, as Jesus declares in John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. How marvelous is God's plan of salvation! The way to escape this deadly dilemma is to die to this world's carnal nature and to be born again, this time not as sons and daughters of Adam, but as sons and daughters of God. All of this is possible as a result of God's Christ and his blood shed on Calvary's tree. How beautifully simplistic. Born again. What a marvel. In spite of the beautiful simplicity of God's plan of salvation, man is hell-bent on seeking another way. In spite of God's beautiful book that answers every question and comforts the redeemed on this journey, man is hell-bent on seeking another way. It's hereditary. Satan offers Mother Eve another way. Consider this in Genesis 3, 1 through 5. Now the serpent was more subtle 
than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Satan offers another way. Acts chapter 4, 11, and 12 speaks of Jesus Christ. This is the stone which has set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Salvation is by Christ alone, but men will seek another way. The Lord addresses this problem. In John 10, 1, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. These are the very last days, and the hallmarks, knowledge shall increase, and reprobate minds bound in strong delusions shall abound, are so obvious to those whose blind eyes have been opened. In every arena, man offers an alternative to God's way, another way. In academia, their chief god is the god of evolution. Evolution is pseudoscience, another way. Imagine when you arrive at their museums or halls of higher learning, you are typically greeted by a dinosaur, a dragon, Satan's ensign. How stark is this difference? When you arrive at the house of faith, you are greeted by the cross of forgiveness and salvation, the ensign of Christ. Some would think the dragon and the cross are a mere coincidence, but consider this paragraph from Science News in the February 17, 2018 issue under the heading, Life Had a Chance in Earth's Infancy. Earth's earliest eon, the Hadean, spans the period from about 4.6 billion years ago when the planet was born to 4 billion years ago. The name for the Greek god of the underworld reflects the original conception of the age, dark and hellish and inhospitable to life. But little direct evidence of Hadean asteroid impacts exists, limiting scientists' understanding of how these collisions affected the planet's habitability. End of quote. God's word repeatedly states, and God saw that it was good during the six 24-hour days of creation, culminating in Genesis 1, verse 31, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good, and the evening and the morning were the sixth day. But fallen man sinks, uh, seeks another way. Instead of the very good and beautiful creation of God, Evolutionists offer the Hadean eon from the common root Hades or hell. Satan hides in plain sight, but only the born again have eyes to see. Man will always seek another way. It's an inherited trait. Adam and Eve lost immortality in God's paradise via the process of unbelief and disobedience when they ate of the forbidden fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Immortality 
can only be regained by reversing the order through repentance and faith in the blood of Christ and then obeying God's word. Consider man's futile quest to regain immortality his way. Excerpts from previous God Said, Man Said's features follow dealing with immortality. Does it seem feasible to you that the God of all knowledge would be able to create a man and woman who were immortal, created to live forever? Such an idea drew the ridicule of the academics, but today's science is beginning to give it serious consideration. Even the word immortality has entered the lexicon of medical parlance. The headline in the March-April 2015 issue of Psychology Today reads, Tinkering with Mortality. The subhead reads, The quest for eternal life has been with us eternally, but the latest interventions raise questions we've never before encountered. A few paragraphs follow. The prospect of such treatments has energized a more radical group of thinkers, including Aubrey de Grey, controversial chief science officer of SENS, Strategies for Engineered Negligible Senescence, who has suggested that as we engineer aging out of our very cells, some people born today may live a thousand years. Such claims have drawn intense interest from certain Silicon Valley magnets who have made the war on aging a near obsession. In 2013, Google invested in Calico, the California life company, hoping that its application of moonshot thinking to biotechnology could cure aging once and for all. Google and pharmaceutical giant AbbVie have since pledged up to $1.5 billion to Calico. Ray Kurzweil, Google's director of engineering, is counting on artificial intelligent advances that will enable the brain to be downloaded to a computer bringing about effective immortality, especially if and when that consciousness is uploaded into a fresh biorobotic husk. The whole idea of a species is a biological concept, he says. What we are doing is transcending biology. This idea is more fully explored in Virtually Human, The Promise and the Peril of Digital Immortality by Martin Rothblatt, Ph.D., Rothblatt, excuse me, a technologist and medical ethicist who, as CEO of biotech firm United Therapeutics, is perhaps the nation's most prominent transgender executive. Her heady book explores how virtual uh, humanity will extend human life or at least consciousness indefinitely. She proposes nothing less than liberty from death via techno-immortality and aims to guide readers through the inevitable transition from a society of flesh only to a mind-centric society, end of quote. In the May 2015 issue of Discover magazine, the headline reads, 20 Things You Didn't Know About Immortality. A few sentences follow. Two things are certain in this world. We are born and we die. But must we? Billionaire Dmitry Itzkov and his group, the 2045 Initiative, want to cheat death by creating artificial bodies to house human intelligence. Itzkov and friends think they can develop a hologram avatar housing an individual's personality in an artificial brain within three decades. Terrasum's Life Knot Project claims to offer longevity today, 
All you need to do is create a LifeNot account and upload as much information about yourself as possible. Apparently, the mind file may be used to reconstruct you in the future. Immortality isn't merely a 21st century quest. In the 3rd century B.C., Chinese Emperor Quincy Yun invested, ingested mercury to gain eternal life. It didn't work. End of quote. The headline in the May 2015 issue of The Week reads, Text Quest for Immortality. The subhead, Silicon Valley's billionaires have a new project, said Ariana Yujing Cha. They want to defy death. Among the guests was Cynthia Kenyon, a molecular biologist and bio, uh, biogerontologist who had garnered attention for doubling the lifespan of a roundworm by disabling a single gene. Aubrey de Grey, a British computer scientist turned a, theor- a turned uh, theoretician who prophesied that medical advances would stop aging. And Larry Page, co-founder of an Internet search darling called Google, that has big ideas to improve health through the terabytes of data it was collecting. The chatter of the dinner party meandered from the value of chocolate in one's diet to the merits of uploading people's memories to a computer versus uh, cryo-freezing their bodies. Yet the focus kept returning to one subject. Was death an inevitability or a solvable problem? A number of guests were skeptical about achieving immortality, But could science and technology help us live longer to, say, 150 years? Now that, they agreed, was the worthy goal. Within a few months, Thiel had written checks to Kenyon and DeGray to accelerate their work. Since then, he has doled out millions to other researchers with what he calls breakout ideas that defy conventional wisdom. It was Arison who introduced Thiel to the scientists at the dinner salon a decade ago. Since then, Field has funded such projects as the high-speed cooling technology for human organs so they could be preserved indefinitely and a way to grow bones using stem cells to replace broken ones. I've always had this really strong sense that death was a terrible, terrible thing, he said. I think that's somewhat unusual. Most people end up compartmentalizing and they are in some weird mode of denial and acceptance about death, but they both have the result of making you very passive. I prefer to fight it, end of quotes. Immortality was lost because of unbelief and disobedience and is only regained by faith in the blood of Christ and obedience to God's word. But as usual, man attempts to find another way. Again, Jesus said in John 10, 1, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. From God Said, Man Said, Special Report, Immortality. New research now being conducted by Michael Rose, an evolutionary biologist at the University of California, is focused on extending life. He is experimenting with fruit flies. Fruit flies are likely candidates because they reproduce rapidly and make it possible to see the generational effects of their experiments very quickly. In his laboratory, he has managed to double the lifespan of a fruit fly, raising a lot of eyebrows. When he was asked how far this life extension can go on, he answered, The flies in my lab can potentially live forever. But of course they don't, because they have a high likelihood of dying by accident. 
when the question shifted to human lifespans and are there discernible limits, Rose said, not at all. I believe the limit of the human lifespan is the limit of human technology. The following excerpt is from the article in U.S. News & World Report titled, The Cells of Immortality. It reads, Over the past century, vaccines, antibiotics, and good sanitation have upped the average American life expectancy by decades to today's 74 years for men and 79 for women. Now, new understanding of the genes and chemicals involved in aging may not only help humans live far past that age, but, more important, may also help people retain health and strength in those latter years. The discovery of biological clocks ticking away in each of our cells and a knowledge of how to reset those clocks opened the possibility that a human would never die, at least not from old age. Then again, reiterating information about DNA that was recorded earlier, the article continued, but even if everyone were to receive special longevity genes, each cell in the body nonetheless carries the plans for its eventual death right in its DNA. At the end of each chromosome is a long strand of nonsense DNA called a telomere. Each time a cell divides, the strand gets a little shorter, like a burning candle wick. When it runs out, the cell can no longer divide and is left to age and die. But scientists have found that the enzyme telomerase can rebuild the strand over and over again. With the help of this substance, human cells have been enjoying immortality in a Petri dish at Giron Corp for more than 200 normal lifespans. End of quote. The following is a lead paragraph in an article in Discover magazine titled Immortal Cells. The clusters of human skin cells basking in a sterile incubator with alarms poised to go off if the level of carbon dioxide drops or the temperature wavers from 98.6 degrees appear to be blessed with eternal youth. Under normal circumstances, skin cells divide about 50 to 70 times and then quickly wither and stop dividing. But after nearly two years in a laboratory at Giron at Menlo Park, California, biotech company, these genetically altered cells are approaching 400 divisions and still show no signs of aging. They just keep multiplying. From the same article, biochemist Cal Harley had this to report. Telomeres are now known to be the clock of cell aging. Telomerase is the enzyme that can rewind the clock. He gives us a way to restore and increase lifespan, a youthful lifespan to aging cells, end of quotes. World-renowned Dr. Sanjay Gupta wrote the following in his book, Chasing Life. All over the world and right in your backyard, there are people who are steadily pushing back the frontier of aging. They are not content to simply wither away, becoming frail and feeling worthless. Instead, they are achieving a sort of practical immortality, living as long as they want to live and dying only when they are through living. Immortality is on the horizon, and it is within our reach for the first time. End of quote. The following paragraphs are from the February 2013 feature of the magazine Life Extension. The headline on its front page reads, How Engineered Stem Cells May Enable Youth for Immortality. Several paragraphs from the feature's nine-page presentation follow. What you are about to read is a blueprint by which newly developing technologies, 
may be used to induce biological immortality in human beings. This research goes far beyond what is normally published in Life Extension magazine. When perfected, the discoveries you are about to learn may enable doctors to inject progenitor cells that will regenerate every tissue in your body, thus restoring you to youthful health and vigor. In summary of this long feature, published in the God Said, Man Said feature, Immortality Keeps on Knocking Part 1, you'll find this. A recent discovery showed that the use of just a handful of molecules can effectively restore aged somatic cells back to pluripotency. It is possible to utilize these advances to not only revert a cell in the body back to the all-powerful pluripotent stem cell state, but also to activate telomerase and reset the clock of cell aging all the way back to the very beginning of life. End of quote. In March 2017 headline on the cover of the research update by Life Extension Foundation, we read this, Human Age Reversed. Are we there already? Headlines of various publications were cited in the feature. October 27, 2016. Is Jeff Bezos looking for the fountain of youth? Jeff Bezos, billionaire founder of Amazon and Mayo Clinic, are investors in a startup that's received $116 million to develop anti-aging therapies. December 2, 2010, the Washington Post. A Harvard professor says he can cure aging, but is that a good idea? November 29, 2016, the Telegraph. World's first anti-aging drug could see humans live to 120. April 24, 2016, the Wall Street Journal. Fountain of youth? Drug trial has seniors scrambling to prove they're worthy. June 26, 2016, New York Post. What if you could live forever? September 2016, Scientific American. Will we defeat aging? End of quotes. Several prominent signs of doomsday in this feature are, one, reprobate minds. Two, the spirit of strong delusion to believe a lie. Three, the increase of knowledge. Four, Satan pretending to be God in plain sight. And five, mankind aggressively pursuing another way. These are the very last days, and deadly eternal judgment is knock, knock, knocking at the door. Truly it's beginning to rain. Click on the further with Jesus right now, while there is still a way of escape. God said, John chapter 10, verse 1, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. God said, Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. God said, Isaiah 14, 13, 14, and 15, for thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Man said, The great halls of education and science, that's where I'll find my God. If I don't know the answer... I just asked my phone. Now you have the record.